and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Members, please find somebody that you don't recognize and go over and say hi. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this, the Transfiguration of Our Lord Sunday. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Jack Goodman and Vance and Minning. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is, O Bless the Lord My Soul, found on page 814 of the Lutheran Service Book. May God bless us as we worship him together. All right, we have just a few announcements before we begin with our worship service. Actually, we have a lot of announcements. You might want to get comfortable. Um, okay, the first announcement is that the ladies' aid, there are three announcements that have to do with the ladies' aid. Number one, they will meet this coming Thursday at 1.30 over at the Fellowship Hall. Number two, their baby shower, which benefits the Lutheran Family Services of Springfield, is on the 26th. You'll see that they've got a pack and play out there for that. And then also their work day is on the next day, February the 27th. If you have any questions about that, please see Doris. Doris, wave your hand. There she is right there. She's right, she's right over here, right there. Okay. All right, uh, the next announcement. The office will be printing the new annual directory very soon. Please notify us with any address, phone number, and email changes that you want added or removed. So please let the office know about those things. Also, the uh, Lutheran Youth Fellowship will be selling tickets for the Martin Luther movie in the Narthex after the service to help them uh, raise their funds for their trip to Montana for their gathering. And this coming Wednesday is our Ash Wednesday service. Believe it or not, Lent is here. So our Ash Wednesday service is this coming Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We will also be doing the imposition of ashes then as well. And then finally, I heard that the Pierce City basketball teams did really good. Is that right? Uh, the boys won district or conference? One of the two? Boys and girls did it. Well, my gosh. That's wonderful. Congratulations. That's great. Excellent, and we do have some uh, athletes for those teams here, so that is wonderful as well. So let's begin our service today then with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we again are so very thankful for this morning that you have given to us. And Lord, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit that you have called each and every one of us here. Each and every one of us here, Lord, have been called by name. Lord, we belong to you and we are yours. Lord, now we pray that you would give us a 
zeal this morning for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is, O Bless the Lord, My Soul. It's number 814. O Bless the Lord, My Soul, number 814. Please rise. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are... ...word indeed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. I love you of your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth Let quake. The earth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will I'll tell you what, you guys do your part all over again. Sorry. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have, you have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, the Son. and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For he or is a God. In is peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Feast of victory.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright clouds, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory, and bring us to the fullness of, your, of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is from Exodus chapter 24, verses 8 through 18. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hands on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So Moses rose with his assistant Joshua and Moses went up into the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute, let him go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on, the, on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the peoples of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. At this time, we're blessed to have special music from the Trinity Choir.
Trinity Choir, that was beautiful. Thank you very, very much. At this time, it's that time for all of the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message with the Pied Piper, Miss Manning. No, I'm just kidding, because she's got a whole, a whole line of them behind her. But come on up, all of the young disciples who are here today for the children's message with Miss Manning. <clears throat> What's that? Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Come on up. Today in our gospel lesson from Matthew, we are going to hear more about Jesus' transfiguration. That's a very big word, isn't it? Can you say it with me? Transfiguration. What that means is that before his death, Jesus took some of his disciples up on a mountain with him to pray. And while they were there, uh, Moses and Elisha appeared, and there was a cloud that came. And Jesus and Moses and Elisha turned into bright, gleaming white. Their skin, their clothes, everything was so white. And the disciples who had gone with them to pray, they weren't quite sure what was happening. And so God talked to them from the cloud, and he said, Jesus is my son. Listen to him. And that's the most important thing that I want you to know today, is that we always need to listen to Jesus. This is good advice for all of us, right? Adults, too, always listen to Jesus. Slow down. Um, in our lives as we get older, there are lots of people who try and give us advice and tell us what to do, but the most important thing we need to know is to always listen to Jesus. Congregation, I need your help in illustrating a point. When I count to three, I want you to tell these children what you think is the most important piece of advice for their lives. Okay, so children listen very close. Everyone turn around, look at the congregation. Everybody just say it out as loud as you can. On the count of three, the most important piece of advice that you have for our children. And you guys listen carefully and see if you can figure out what it is. Are you ready? One, two, three. Did you get that? Was that clear? Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, so I heard some people say listening to Jesus. I heard some people say prayer. I heard lots of different things, right? So the one most important thing is that we always listen to who? Jesus. And how do we do that? What does that mean to listen to Jesus? How do we listen to him? That's right, Cohen. We have to be quiet. We have to be still. We listen to him through prayer, right? And we also listen to him by looking in our Bibles, too, and reading in our Bibles. And God gives us our parents and our teachers and Pastor Jake, who shares Jesus' word with us every Sunday, right? And our teachers every day at school and our parents every day when we're at home. So we have to listen very carefully to them. And the most important thing we need to hear, for, or the most important person we need to hear about is? Okay. So let's pray together. Can you repeat after me? Heavenly Father. Thank you for reminding Peter to listen to your son, Jesus, and help us to listen to Jesus as well. Life can get confusing trying to listen to everyone's advice. 
and through your Holy Spirit, help us to hear your and know your son Jesus more and more each day. Amen. Today's epistle lesson was written in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have something more sure, the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention, as to the lamp shining in the dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces, and they were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is number 414 in the Lutheran service book, Tis Good Lord to Be Here. 
Well, in case you don't know who I am, my name is Peter. And I've been arrested. Apparently, Herod thought that since the Jews were so pleased with the death of James, well, why not have me arrested and thrown into prison as well? The thing about being arrested, however, is that it gives you a lot of time to think. As I look back on my life, I guess you could say that it was a pretty interesting one. Being a disciple of Jesus was always interesting. There was really never a dull moment. Even my own calling by Jesus was a, was a rather dramatic one. You see, I was out doing what I do. I was fishing one day, and he crawled into one of my boats. And he started to teach a little bit. And then he told me to put out from shore and to, and to drop my nets for a catch. Now keep in mind that I had not caught anything all day long. So I thought, you know what? It couldn't hurt. So I did. I did just as he wanted me to do. I threw my nets out. And wouldn't you know it, we caught so many fish that day that the boats, they actually began to sink. And I, had, I didn't know what else to do except throw my except to throw myself down at the feet of Jesus and to simply say, Lord, I am a sinful man. He simply said to me to not be afraid. And he said, from now on, Peter, you will catch men. And I had no idea what he meant. There was one time, however, that has always stuck out to me. And I guess the reason why it stuck out is because I never saw anything like it before, and I never saw anything like it after. James, John, and myself were all walking up a mountain with Jesus to sit with him and to pray. And we weren't on top of that, more, uh, we weren't on top of that mountain for more than five minutes when it happened. An intensely bright light came and just enveloped us. The light was so bright that it began to, to make our, our eyes water, and when we were finally able to see, we saw where the light was coming from. It was coming from the Master. It was coming from Jesus himself. Something had happened to him. His clothes were so white, whiter than any bleach could have ever possibly gotten them that way. But that wasn't the end of it. Because what happened after that flabbergasted us even more. Moses and Elijah actually showed up. And they began talking with Jesus. They began to have a conversation with him. And I said the first thing that came to my mind, you know... Moses looks nothing like Charlton Heston. No, of course I didn't say that. But I do tend to have, well, I do tend to have a bit of a big mouth. And I oftentimes will speak and act before I actually think. And so I said the first thing that came to my mind, I said, Lord, let me, let me build three shelters 
One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And I guess, looking back on it, the reason why I I said that was because I didn't want that moment to end. I thought that in my life, it would never get any better than that moment on that mountain where we were experiencing what we saw with Jesus. So, Lord, let me build three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But then just as I was saying this, I was literally right in the middle of my sentence. An incredibly bright cloud envelops us. And a loud and powerful and authoritative voice comes from that cloud and says to us, this is my son. As if almost to say, Peter, Jesus is more important than Moses and Elijah who happen to be here. As a matter of fact, Peter, Jesus is more important than anything else that you have to say, so maybe you should just stop talking. He also said that this Jesus is he whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And then finally these words. Listen to him. Now we were sure that it was the Father himself who said these things. And then just like that, it was all gone. It was all over. Moses and Elijah had gone, and and it was just us with Jesus. And we were terrified. We didn't know what to think or how to act or what to do about what we had just seen, what we had just experienced. But Jesus then did what he so often does and did so well. He he calmed us. He placed his hands, he placed his hand on our shoulders and said, get up and stop being afraid. And so then there came that, that moment, perhaps that even awkward moment, when you have just seen the most incredible thing that you have ever seen in your entire life and you don't know how to ask about it? You're not quite sure what to say? You don't know if the next thing that will come out of your mouth is a really stupid thing or a really good thing? But now, looking back, at that time, at that moment, I guess I really and truly believe that what I had just seen and what I had just experienced, what I had just witnessed, was the greatest thing that I had ever seen and will ever see Ever. But then I remember the words that Jesus spoke to us after it was all done. You see, he said to us that the Son of Man will suffer, and that he will suffer at the hands of those whom he came to save. And later I understood. I understood why the Father said to us on that day from that cloud, listen to him. Because I saw the Son of Man suffer. I saw his feet and his hands nailed to the cross. I saw Jesus die. And then I saw his lifeless body taken down from the cross and handed over to his mother. 
And I can remember at that moment thinking, you know, that's it? That's what this was all about? He just dies? He suffers and dies, and that's it? There's nothing more. And I have never in my life felt more alone, more scared, and more brokenhearted. And so not knowing what to do, not knowing how this next chapter of our lives was going to go, we as his followers, well, we hid. And the reason why we hid is because the Pharisees were then now after us because they wanted to eradicate and get rid of anything having to do with Jesus, including his followers, including us. And so we hid out because we did not want to be found. And then one day, about three days after he had been buried, while we were all still hiding out, Mary Magdalene comes barging into our room and says words that I will never forget. We have seen the Lord. And so then John and I take off like a shot. We ran as fast as we possibly could, and when we arrived at the tomb, we saw something that we didn't expect. We saw the cloths, and we saw the clothes that our Lord was buried in, but we didn't find him. He wasn't there. He had risen. He had come back to life just as he said that he was going to do. And now, I have a full understanding, or at least a more full understanding, a fuller understanding of those words from the Father in that cloud that day. Listen to him. Listen to him then. Listen to him when he tells you that the Son of Man is going to suffer at the hands of those whom he came to save. And listen to him from then on. Because a short time after that, he told us something else. I remember it now so very clearly. He said that the Son of Man will suffer, that the Son of Man will die, and on the third day, he will come back to life. And that finally, on that last day, on that most glorious day, that the Son of Man will come with all of the power and the might of heaven itself. And bringing us all who are believers, who are followers of the Christ, to him with heaven. And really, I suppose that's what I want all of you here to know this morning. That the glory of Jesus was not found on top of that mountain that day, but the glory of Jesus was found on a cross and in his empty tomb. It was found at the most unexpected moment. Salvation was found in the most unexpected way. Unexpected because we thought that, well, he was going to come in like a great military hero and just bring everything back to the way that it was supposed to be. Rule with an iron fist. And everybody who doesn't believe in him, well, sorry, we'll see you later. But that's not what he did. 
unexpected because we knew him to be the king of kings. And kings don't, kings don't die as criminals. Kings especially don't die for things that they never did. That's not how kings die. Unexpected because he did all of this willingly. He did all of it to complete the mission for, for that which he was sent. When he was all alone with two criminals on either side of him, nailed to their crosses, getting the punishment that they so deserved. You see, my sin had put him there. I had denied him not once, not twice, but three different times I denied ever knowing him to save my own skin. You think you've ever felt bad? You haven't felt bad until that has happened to you. But your sin had put him there also. All of the times for which we have failed to live up to the standards for which he has set out for us to do, our sin put him there. And then in an inconceivable way, Jesus willingly goes to the cross, picks up that cross, puts it on his back, walks down the dusty road where he is crucified there. Nails driven in his hands and his feet where he douses himself in that sin. In my sin and in your sin. And he crucifies it there. And it dies there. And when he died, your sin and mine died with him. We died with Christ. And then he rose. He rose on that glorious third day, taking us with him through the cross and into his empty tomb, where we will all live in all of the glory that Jesus has won for you and that he has won for me. And so may we never stop listening to him. May we never stop hearing him, because he the King of glory. He is the one that has the words of eternal life. So the mountaintop experience didn't really happen on top of a mountain. It happened on a cross. And it happened in an empty tomb. Oh, I had better go. I think there's an angel here and he's going to get me out of here. Please rise. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed is found, is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, God Father, God, Almighty, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and, maker earth, of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a great time for you to fill out one of those attended sheets. Uh, members, all that you have to do is just fill it out with your usual information. And guests or visitors, if you would please fill that out and then just find a place there perhaps to put your telephone number so that we might get into contact with you, that would be wonderful. And so with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. <laughs> The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. You may hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on one of the following stations. At 6.30 a.m. on KTXR FM 101.3 from Springfield, Missouri. At 9.30 a.m. on KKOW AM 860 from Pittsburgh, Kansas. Or at 12.30 p.m. on KRUM FM 100.3 from Rogers, Arkansas. You may also visit online at www.lutheranhour.org to learn more about the Inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries program. If you have questions regarding the program, you may call the church office at 235-7300. Trinity's Adult Bible Class meets at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and Fellowship Hall of the School. Men's Bible study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study Group will, meet, will not meet until after Easter. Additional study groups include Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Oberman. Ladies Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. For more information regarding the Bible study groups, please contact the church office at 235-7300. We now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion.
In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First of all, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Morris Shane, Marilyn Stewart, Elda Nelson, Sandy Voskamp, Caitlin Clybaker, David Hughes, and Marv Henning. Also, uh, for an anniversary that was celebrated on February the 24th for Bob and Linda Yelenick, celebrating 49 years of marriage on the 24th. And also for a birthday, Ruth Nelson will celebrate 90 years of life today, February the 26th. And also, congratulations to the family of Stephanie Menning on the birth of her baby boy, Caston Lee. And so with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your only begotten Son into the world to redeem that world. And Lord, we thank you that your everlasting glory, that your true glory, Lord, was not found on the top of the mountain on that day, but Lord, rather it was found in the most unexpected way. It was found on the cross. It was found, Lord, in an empty tomb. And we thank you, Lord, that the glory which you lived and the glory in which you still live in on this day, seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father, that, Lord, that glory has come and will come to us because of the righteousness of Christ that has been given to us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for all those who are on our health list. And Lord, for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the school that we have, and we thank you, Lord, for all of the staff, all of the teachers, all of the students, and all of the parents that make it up. And Lord, we pray especially that your gospel message, your saving truth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that that would continue to be proclaimed and taught in all things, in all things that we do, in all things that we think, and in all things that we say. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we also rejoice with those who are celebrating an anniversary as well as a birthday. We thank you, Lord, for Bob and Linda, and we thank you, Lord, for the 49 years of marriage that they have celebrated. And we pray, Lord, that in this next year of marriage that they would grow closer to each other and that they would grow closer to you. Also, Lord, we give you thanks and we celebrate with Ruth today as she has turned 90 years old. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to bless her in this next year of her life. And Lord, may she continue to grow closer each and every day to you. 
Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also give you thanks for the birth of Caston Lee, and we pray, Lord, that you would continue to be with Caston, that you would continue to be with his family. Lord, may he grow up with a heart that is after yours. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we also pray for all those that we know that do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. Or Lord, perhaps even those who do not take their faith very seriously. Lord, are perhaps on, on the fence. And Lord, we name all of those people that we know before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We give you thanks, Lord, that it is in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we receive the forgiveness of our sins, that we receive the redemption of our souls. And Lord, we know because your Holy Word has taught us so that wherever there is the forgiveness of sins, that there is also life and salvation. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in, in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of 
of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Friends of Christ, welcome to the table of our Lord.
Please rise. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith and to life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, <clears throat> who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Please be seated. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen on KKBL FM 95.9 from Aurora, Missouri or by means of this broadcast. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.
Just a couple of announcements before we close out with our service today. First of all, just a reminder that this coming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. Worship here is at 7 o'clock with the imposition of ashes during the service. And John Clybaker has an announcement for us. Where is John? There he is. John, please go ahead. Well, I'm not going then. That's right. Thank you very much, John. And that's all the announcements that we have. I pretty much all would have a very blessed week. And I hope to see all of you on Wednesday night at 7.